But the thing is, with an abundance mindset, you know that there is room for everyone. So if somebody else gets something, you're like, okay, great. Like, that's cool. I'm happy for them. And I know that there's something out there that is more aligned for me that I haven't found yet. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Jan and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hi everyone, welcome to another episode of Hello 20s. Today we are joined with our guest, Courtney Barrett. She is a 9-to-5 spiritual coach helping women in corporate jobs manifest more money, fulfillment, and confidence. With her work, she helps others build their business while having a 9-to-5. Courtney blends it in with her spiritual knowledge of manifestations, chakra, and much more to help guide her clients spiritually while scaling their business. It's quite funny how... Courtney and I met so let's get on with this episode as Courtney and I have a conversation about how she got the idea to start her business as well as having abundance and a gratitude mindset so without further ado let's get to the interview Hi, Courtney. Welcome to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here How are you today? I'm good. I just finished up work for the day and it's been a little crazy. I even had a little bit of my business work to do before I started my 9 to 5 work today. So I feel like I've been going since 7 a.m., but I'm good. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I feel like, well, if anybody knows you or people who don't know you, Courtney is just on the hustle grind. She has her <laughs> 9 to 5 and she has her side business. And really, I just, you just inspire me so much. Oh, well, thank you. And you inspire me too, because I really want to start a podcast and I love what you do. <laughs> you should do it. Well, before we dive into our topic of abundance and gratitude, I want to let the listeners know about our little friendship and how yeah. it feels like it was meant to be that we crossed paths. So one night I was like writing, um, I was writing my gratitude and it sounds like silly, but I was just saying like, wouldn't it be nice to just have a new friend? Because I've, I've been out of college for a year um, and with the stay at home, kind of like stay at home order and just, you know, with everything going on, you don't really have much social life, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you don't really meet a lot of new people. And I work from home too. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, wouldn't it be nice to just have a new friend? <laughs> and then a week later, Courtney DMs me and we have no prior like connection to any of this. <laughs> and um, we like started talking. We got on a call a week later and I was like, okay, I can vibe with this girl. Like we like we vibe really well. Yeah. And then, yeah, we got to know each other a month later. Um, I was like, Courtney, are you a pie fi <laughs> <laughs> Oh my and goodness, then so crazy. We found, yeah, we found out we're actually sorority sisters, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and what's even more crazy is that we were both vice president of communication the same exact year. Right? Yeah, and now we both have like social media businesses. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, which is like my manifestation came true. Yeah, I'm so grateful. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so 
Let's get started with today's interview. I want to first ask you how and when did you get started like learning about the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. manifestation? Yeah, so I'd say the first time that I ever heard about it was probably when I was around nine or 10. Because my dad had the book The Secret, and he was really into vision boarding and all of those things. And, you know, as a kid, I remember making a vision board, but it was pretty simplistic. It ended up being like a little a little bulletin board from Staples that I used to put pictures from magazines pinned up on there of, you yeah. know, things that I liked, things that I wanted. And I was like, okay, this is cool. I like this. Um, but obviously, you know, growing up and then going to high school, it's kind of just something that ended up going to the way back of my mind. And mm-hmm. I just didn't really think about it. And I also had no clue that that was anything to do with the law of attraction. I just hadn't really heard those words. Um, but when I went to college, I was obsessed with Netflix for a time, <laughs> as many people are. And I remember finding the movie The Secret on there. And I was like, oh, like I recognize this book from my dad's shelf. That's mm-hmm. crazy. I should check this out because by that time, I just read the book You Are a Badass. I'm not sure. Have you read that one? Yes, I love that yeah. book. Yeah, me too. And that was one of like the more um, earlier stage kind of personal development books that I had read because I wasn't really into it at the time. But I know there's a little piece of it that mentioned the law of attraction and something about the secret. And then so when I saw this movie come up on my screen, I was like, okay, I think this means I should watch it. So I watched it. And after that, it was like my world was never the same. And you know, now with everything I've learned, I know that manifestation expands so much farther than the secret and just the law of attraction. But that was the Kickstarter where I was like, okay, I'm ready to learn more. And I want to know everything about how you know, what I experience on the inside affects what I experience on the outside. And that's when I started meditating. That's when I started learning about crystals. That's when I started learning about chakras and just diving in. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's changed my entire life. (laughs) Yeah. And I, I know you, you've studied this for so long and you've actually started your own business, helping others using this. Do you want to just tell us a little bit about what inspired you to start your business? Yeah. So The story I was just telling now about when I started really diving in and learning, I was really immersed in, you know, books, I was immersed in podcasts and YouTube videos, and I was taking in all the information, but I wasn't really applying it. And I didn't really know that, but I was still just enjoying learning it all. But when I really started actually putting things into play was right after I graduated, because I was going through a pretty tough personal time. And, you know, the transition from being in school to having a full-time job just was something that I didn't anticipate, you know, how difficult it would be. Um, Because I actually, I graduated a semester early. I was super overeager to just, you know, get out into the world and do my thing. And at the time, you know, although I was excited to do this, I had no clue what I wanted to do for a job. Because even when I was studying, like, I changed my major four times. And I was in the same major twice. I like flip-flopped. And by the time I graduated, I still wasn't really excited about a job in that field. But I was like, okay, well, this is what I've studied. This is what I know. So I moved, literally moved to the mountains because that's where my boyfriend lived, you know, a plane right away and started a new job right after graduating. Like we're talking like a week or two later, like it was crazy. And so I embarked on that new adventure at the same time that I'd also just started getting into recovery for my eating disorder. 
And I was in this new city, in a new job, pretty lonely, if I'm being honest with you, because I didn't really have a lot of friends in that area beside my boyfriend, who had a total opposite work schedule. So I was in this place where, you know, I wasn't feeling fully satisfied and fully fulfilled with with my life. And of course, there were still things to be grateful for because, you know, I was in a great relationship. I mean, I'm still in that relationship. (laughs) um, You know, that was what my main gratitude at that time. And, you know, I missed my friends, I missed my family, I was going to work every day, not feeling fulfilled there. But then going home after work and feeling like I had nothing else to do with my day. And I was like, okay, this cannot be all there is for me, you know, spending every single day, not really enjoying myself, you know, going to work and then coming home, sitting around bored. Like, what kind of life is that? I just, I felt like there was so much more for me, but I had no clue what it was. And that's when I started turning back to these things that I was learning. I was like, okay, if I'm really into this stuff, surely I can be able to use it to change my situation and be able to create a life that I'm in love with instead of, you know, knowing these things in the back of my mind not really using them and going through every day on autopilot. I was just sick of it. And really, once I started kickstarting those practices, learning even more and step by step was able to totally transform my life. That's when I had the idea to start my coaching business because I wanted to help other women through this transition of, you know, being in your 20s, finding your way and adding in the spiritual side, because for me, that changed everything. There's actually a lot to unpack with what you said. Like, first off, I want to, I think I will start with um, post-grad. I know there's a lot of people after post-grad, some people are just not happy with what they studied. And then going into like finding a job is hard. And then going into that job and doing that job. And then when you come back, you realize, wow, I have so much time. What am I going to do with my Mm -hmm. life? Because you go to work, then you come home. And if you don't have anything else to do, or if you're not enjoying that job, then you're you feel like you're in a hamster ball, right? Or a hamster wheel. And you're just going in cycles and cycle and you're just being unhappy. So I, I, I really like how you mentioned how, you know, you've gone through that because I, I think a lot of people go through that and they're just scared to admit that because on social media and just everywhere, it seems like people put up this front that yeah. they're happy with their job, with their wherever they are in life, especially after post-grad, mm-hmm. but no one goes deep down and talks about, you know, moving, making new friends and feeling lonely and yeah. feeling lost. So I really like that. Thanks. And, and that's that it's funny you bring that up because I was really that person, right? Like people saw me as the girl who graduated early and, you know, was lucky enough to get a job immediately and then moved to the mountains and people would see, you know, photos of me skiing looking like I'm living the life. But inside I was like, guys, like, I'm not actually happy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it's it's so easy to put up this front on social media. Um, yeah. And you just have to realize that people are going through, you know, their own personal things and people don't advertise that. But if mm-hmm. you're going through it, you just have to know, like, it's okay. And you just have to start finding your way, like one step at a time. Yeah. And whatever you're feeling is valid too, because for me, there is definitely a lot of guilt associated with it, you know? Oh, I spent all of this time and money studying this specific field. I've done this and that. And, you know, I'm lucky enough to have a job straight after grad. So, you know, why, why do I have a right to be unhappy? Like I felt guilty about it. So just own however you feel. 
<laughs> exactly. And I also really like how you said you are like learning these things about spirituality, um, learning these things about law of attraction and manifestation. And it's fun to learn it, but you realize you weren't really applying that yeah. to your life. And I think that's the hardest part to do. It's easy to learn, but it's hard to apply because it's yeah. like you have to be very disciplined with what you do. Yeah, definitely. And I was and I was always that person too who would like read the books and then the last page of the chapter that had the activities, I would just like flip to the next page. <laughs> Wait, that's so funny because my friend gave me a book and it's like a self-development book too. She gave it to me when I um, graduated. It's kind of like a graduation gift. And then I was like, mm -hmm. oh my God, this is perfect. And I posted this book on um, social media too. And I gotten like a lot of comments saying like, this is a really good book and everything. Mm -hmm. And I was, as I was like reading the book, I realized it was kind of like an activity type of book too. And so I was like, I don't really want to do these activities to like self-discover, <laughs> like for self-discovery. I just want, you just give me the answers in those yeah. books. <laughs> well, it's because it, it can feel like a lot of work. It is a lot of work, <laughs> even trying to get to know yourself, you know? Yeah, for sure. But it's so worth it. Yeah, I agree. All right. Well, I want to talk about abundance because yeah. I know this is something that you have great knowledge on. Um, we live in a society, you know, from the very beginning at a very young age, we're fed this narrative that you have to be better than the next person. If you don't, then, you know, you have to beat someone else to the line because things are just so limited, right? And it's just this yeah. lack of mentality. So have you ever had that lack mentality? Yeah. And I love that. That's how you frame it too, because I feel like a lot of people, when they hear about abundance, they think it only applies to money. And the truth mm -hmm. is that it applies to everything, right? Because, you know, yeah. a true abundance mindset sees that anybody can have success, right? Whether that is, you know, like we just said, money, financial success, whether that is opportunities for jobs or for businesses, whether that is for friends, whether that is for, you know, love, anything like that, there can be abundance of it all for everybody. And I think a lot of times, especially with grads, they think that everything is so limited. They think it's a huge race. They're like, okay, um, I need to be the number one best person that can get this job. You know, there's only this many spots. And if I, if I don't get it, then that must mean that I'm not good enough. And I have to be way better than everybody else. But the thing is, with an abundance mindset, you know that there is room for everyone. So if somebody else gets something, you're like, okay, great. Like, that's cool. I'm happy for them. And I know that there's something out there that is more aligned for me that I haven't found yet. Because you know that there's an unlimited supply of opportunities, right? Which means mm -hmm. that you don't get stuck in the survival mode of only having your attention focused towards one and thinking, you know, if that's not the one, then there must be nothing, right? <laughs> yeah, I agree. Um, well, I want to ask you, it's it's easy to say, like, just have an abundant mindset, right? Yeah. But how do you actually <laughs> practice that and actually believe that as well? Yeah, so I'd say for anyone who's really new to this, one of the best ways that I can recommend to start thinking about it is to remember a time in your life when this actually was true for you, right? So maybe there was a job in the past that you really, really wanted, and it didn't end up working out. But then later on, you realized a reason why that was. Like maybe you found another one that, you know, paid more or you liked it better or the commute was shorter. Or maybe you just found out, you know, you actually weren't as interested in that as you thought. Or it doesn't even have to be about jobs. It can be about anything. Like 
I always, I always throw out this random example of there's a pair of shoes that I had really, really wanted. I've been looking at them for a while. Um, and then one day I was like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and buy these. And I did. And then two days later, I got an email saying that they made a mistake and they were sold out. And I was like, okay, you know, it's fine. These were the shoes. It's okay. And then I found them like two days later at another store for 30% off. And it's like, okay, I could have gotten mad the first time and been like, I can't believe those shoes weren't available for me and, you know, be upset about it. Whereas I just brushed it off and I was like, okay, this or something better. And then they were on sale, right? And in the first place, I would have preferred that option, but I didn't know that it was available. But the Mm -hmm. thing is, is that having an abundance mindset, you're just open to any opportunities of what could be available, even if you don't know it at the time. And I like how you said this or something better. That is something that I've been trying to incorporate into my own life. And I've looking back now like a year post grad I've I've seen that you know there are job opportunities that Mm -hmm. I didn't get but now looking at where I am now it's like okay it's a good thing I didn't get that because I'm at a place that is a lot better and also you know I'm working full-time at home now and like Mm -hmm. I'm lucky to have this opportunity because the industry that I'm in hasn't been affected by this pandemic you know So um, I like what you said, this or something better. It's definitely something that people really, I don't know. I just like, I feel like it's hard to get into that mindset of there is abundance and there is enough to go around because we live in a society and a world where we've been told since we were little that there is not enough. And that's why you have to work harder and you have to, Mm -hmm. you know, work so much more in order to get what you want which is true you do have to work hard but I think it's mindset is definitely like a huge role in that in success as well yeah I I agree 100% and I think the thing is too is that having an abundance mindset takes away a lot of stress because you're not in you know this kind of survival mode where you're only just fixated on one thing because you think that's gonna you know be the only way to get you where you want to go Whereas with an abundance mindset, you can kind of relax and lean into the fact that, you know, there's lots of different things out there that you aren't aware of that could come into your life, right? And there's just a lot more ease and a lot more flow and knowing that, you know, there's so many available options for you and it doesn't even matter what area of life that it's in. Mm -hmm. I agree. You know, I like what you said about the survival mode because when you're on survival mode, it's just you're so, you know, like you said, fixated and you Mm -hmm. stress about it. It's the only thing that's on your mind and you're so narrow like minded that or tunnel vision that you only see that and that's the only thing you think yeah. is going to make you happy that's the only thing that you think is going to get gain you success or whatever it is that you want but there's so many other opportunities around you when you are so fixated you have like blinders on you don't see anything else yeah. and i think i read this in you are a badass um <laughs> and I think it's like it's a good thing and a bad thing because when you really want to be focused, it's good to have blinders, right? Um, but when you always have that blinder on, then you never see everything that's around you and what could be around you, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that's why having the mantra "this or something better" is so important because it allows you to look at both sides. You know, this that vision that you're holding, what you are hoping for what you are working towards and what you know how to take the steps to but also leaving room for that something better in case there is so it's not just saying oh I'm only just gonna 
you know, have my head in the clouds and whatever comes my way, comes my way, you know, like having a vision is good, but just knowing that there might be a possibility that could be better for you and being available and open to both sides is really the key, right? Definitely. And speaking of visions, do you, do you like make vision boards? I do. Yeah, I actually, I have a vision board right now that is on the back of my computer, on my wallpaper, and then also on my phone. (laughs) Oh my God. I've been, okay. So I do make vision boards, but sometimes I just have it tucked away in my computer. Um, But I feel like maybe I need to put it somewhere that I can see all the time. So then it's like I'm working towards whatever goals I have. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I would recommend that. Yeah, I really like creating vision boards. I love looking up the pictures and just like Mm. seeing what, you can have. I agree. And it also helps to hold that vision, right? Because if we always start our day with a good morning ritual, and we always get into the vibe of what we want, but then we forget about it during the day, and we don't go back to it, you know, what does that do? You want to be Mm -hmm. able to hold that vision throughout the entire day. Because when I have this open on the back of my computer, whenever I open my computer to work, if I'm feeling uninspired, if I'm feeling unmotivated, I see this background and I'm like, this is my why. This is why I'm doing this. And this is the reason for why I've opened my computer and why I'm about to do this task that I'm doing. And it really helps me to see the purpose behind things and, you know, inspire me to go for what I want because I can clearly see it instead of just forgetting about it. And then everything just seems like a chore. I agree. Well, not only is um, changing your mindset important, but also changing your language. Uh, You know, words have a, it's so funny, because sometimes we say like, words can't hurt you, right? But words can hurt you. Like words are so strong. (laughs) And if you have that negative, like language running, that narrative running Mm -hmm. in your mind, it really does affect you a lot and what you can produce. What, what is your advice on just changing the language, whether it's speaking to yourself or just speaking in general? And how does that help you? So this is something that I've only really been focusing on I'd say for this year of 2020. um, Because I've known about affirmations and things like that. But I always just thought, you know, kind of like I was saying before that they were just part of the morning ritual. And then you just go about your day and how you speak is how you speak, right? Which I've come Mm -hmm. to realize is obviously not true. (laughs) And now I've been and I'm still a work in progress, but I have been actively working towards changing the way that I speak about myself and my life because it's so much more empowering. And it really makes you see yourself differently. And kind of like I was talking about at the beginning of the episode is you know, I did struggle through an eating disorder. So how I talked about myself was just terrible. You know, words that I would never say to anybody else, I would never wish upon anyone else. But I had the audacity to say to myself, and I thought was normal. And I realized, you know, this negative self talk is only continuing to propel me in a direction that I don't want to go, because it would hold me back, right? And it would be kind of fueling the fire when it came to limiting beliefs, when it came to fears that I had, because I was just constantly having this narrative running of, you know, I'm not good enough, whether it's my my knowledge, my looks, how I, how I act, how I dress, like everything, I would just always tear myself down. And, you know, I always tell people that, you know, confidence is one of the biggest keys to getting any goal in your life 
to happen for you. Because the thing is, is that people may have the same skill level, they might have the same amount of knowledge. But if only one of them is confident, you know, you can guess which person it is that is going to succeed, right? Because only one of them is actually going to try. So once I realized this, I was like, okay, I need to be so much kinder to myself. And, you know, see myself as the kind of person who is capable of living the life that I want, or else I'm not even going to take the action to do it in the first place, because I won't even see myself as worthy of that. I won't even see that I deserve it at all. So I changed the self-talk about, you know, what I would think in my mind. And, you know, mirror work was a big proponent to that. That helped me a lot. Or also um, doing this little exercise of every time I notice myself saying something negative, I would say whatever the opposite was right after. And this is something that greatly changed my confidence, right? And helped me to have an internal validation of myself. Because, you know, it's one thing when people are saying positive things to you, whether or not you believe them, you know, that's one thing. But if somebody says something negative to you, and you are so positive about yourself, it doesn't phase you. But if someone says something negative about you and you already have that same story, then guess what that does? <laughs> it's funny how you mentioned how back then and like I think even now when you have um, a negative thought, you say the opposite to, you know, combat that. Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that one thing that I do is I whenever I worry too much, right? Yeah. I have these like negative scenarios running through my mind. And then whenever it's like, so like, you don't, I don't even notice I have these like scenarios running through my mind. I just like play these scenarios. And it's like all like negative scenarios of like, Oh my God, what if this goes wrong? Or what if this goes wrong? Or like, you know, and Mm -hmm. I've started to slowly recognize like when I'm starting to do that, and I'm just like, stop. And then I tell, well, I tell myself in my mind to stop and then say the opposite, like you said, but also, okay, what could go right, you know, and it just makes you feel a lot better. It makes you feel a lot more confident and you're not like, or I'm, at least for me, I'm not as worried and I'm not as stressed and it just makes me feel better. And on top of that, like I said, it makes me feel a lot more confident because, okay, Mm -hmm. there are like even though there's like x amount of numbers that um of scenarios that could go wrong there's also x amount of scenarios that could go right so yeah exactly um and i know you also mentioned about like affirmations so these affirmations are like i am resilient i am strong and the list continues but i know some people they don't feel comfortable saying these affirmations to themselves because it just you know kind of feels weird especially if you've been in that mindset (laughs) of like having so much negative thoughts about yourself that when you say these things it's like it feels kind of weird it's like you're lying to yourself right Mm. so how does one overcome that Personally, I don't believe in only using affirmations as a way to change your beliefs because I don't feel like that works just because it's like you're throwing things on top of the limiting beliefs, right? And not doing anything to address them. And I think that's why a lot of people will get stuck with manifesting. They'll get stuck with affirmations and think that they don't work is because they're not digging any deeper than that and they're just feeling uncomfortable. (laughs) So (laughs) I always recommend is when you say these affirmations – and it starts to feel weird, take a pause and ask yourself why that felt weird. And then you're like, okay, this is why now I'm going to dive into this and see what this means. And you know, when was the first time that I felt this? And you know, something you could do in this case is you can journal about it and really dig deeper and identify what the limiting belief or the fear is 
that's holding you back from feeling the way the affirmation says. And I find this so, so powerful because if you don't even know it's there, you know, like I said, if you're saying an affirmation, you're literally piling on top, which is not doing anything. And that also allows you the opportunity to heal it. You know, you can give yourself evidence of times that that hasn't been true. You know, if you're saying, for example, I'm strong, I'll take that example that you said. And when you Mm -hmm. say it, you're like, oh, that feels weird. Okay, why does that feel weird? Write it down, write all the times that you didn't feel strong, and then write all the times that you did feel strong and remind yourself, okay, you know, maybe I haven't always shown my strength in every situation, but I can clearly see that it has shown up for me before, which means that I can tap into that energy anytime and I actually am strong, right? And then when you continue to say it, you'll remember all of those times that you were able to show strength and it'll just be so much easier for you to say because you'll know that that is true for you and you won't feel weird about it anymore because you've already been able to prove yourself that you've been strong before. And once you know that, you can continue to, you know, build off of that. I think that's why like journaling is so important um, because, and so beneficial as well because you have written records of how you're feeling that day or what you're going through. And when you look back, there's written records of, you know, look at you now, like you're here and you've, you've gone through all yeah. whatever the past is. Yeah, definitely. Um, so we talked a little bit about limiting beliefs. How do you, I know you talked about journaling and diving deeper and just kind of figuring out why you have those limiting beliefs, but do you have any other suggestions that other people can do to shatter those beliefs? One of the best things I love to recommend is inner child work. Are you familiar with that? I heard a little bit, but please let me know what it is. (laughs) So inner child work, there's definitely a few ways that you can do it. But how I like to do it and kind of the easiest way that I can talk about it is when you've identified a limiting belief, a fear, a story that you have, really reflect on the first time that you ever felt that way, or at least, you know, the first memory that you have of feeling that way. And what you want to do is, you know, you can journal about that moment, what happened, who was there? How did you feel? And then from there, you can start to forgive yourself. And a lot of times what I find to be super helpful is, you know, just sit in a silent meditation, you can close your eyes and transport yourself back to that moment. And this is going to sound super weird, but stick with me, guys. (laughs) Uh, Visualize your younger self there and visualize yourself going up to them and forgiving them, acknowledging what they're going through and telling them that it's okay but it doesn't always have to be like that. Um, If you go back to this example of being strong, you know, you could even visualize yourself telling them about times that you've been strong and say, you know what, you've been able to do X, Y, and Z. You can be strong, even if maybe this person says that you can't or you didn't feel it in this moment. But one day, you'll be able to see that you can and I forgive you and I'm here for you. You can even tell yourself that you love yourself, right? And visualize yourself giving that younger version a hug and you're really being able to cut the cord of that past situation that still is floating around in your subconscious influencing you today, even if you're not consistently thinking about this. Because this is something that comes up sometimes with my clients where we'll be chatting in one of our calls and they'll be like, oh, like this one time when I was eight, like this happened to me. And I don't even know why I just thought of that right now because I literally never think about this. But then we realize it's like the root of a limiting belief that she still has today, like, you know, 13, 14 years later, but she doesn't even think about that memory. 
But when you do the inner child work and you can go back to that moment and you can heal it, like it changes you. And something that was super powerful for me was to even look at a photo of my younger self and, you know, imagine me seeing the self-talk that I have right now to her and I cannot do it, right? So why would you do that to yourself now? And it changes your whole perspective. It really does. I mean, like a lot of the things that you think about yourself, a lot of the negative things that you think about yourself, a lot of the negative talk that you you say to yourself, these are never things you would say to anybody else or think about for anybody (laughs) else. And it's like you're giving permission to say these harmful things to yourself. And at the end of the day, this is your life and you're just – you know, preventing yourself to preventing yourself to getting those goals that you want to achieve. Why are you doing it to yourself? Yeah. And and so many people will say that they have a fear of being rejected. But how can you be rejected by anybody if you're rejecting yourself first and not even putting yourself out there, right? Yeah, and (laughs) putting yourself first. Yeah, Yeah. I agree. Well, I also wanted to ask you one thing. Um, You mentioned your morning ritual. What is like some things that you do during your morning ritual? I will start off and say it doesn't look the same every day. And it also doesn't look the same, you know, every month because it definitely shifts over time, depends what I'm going through, what I'm manifesting, what goals I have, how I'm feeling, and even how much time that I have (laughs) because we're being realistic here. And I'd say the three pillars that I recommend for anybody who wants to get started out with a ritual is meditation gratitude, and some kind of affirmations or journaling work. So this would be what I would do if I had a good amount of time, because I will say, sometimes you just don't, especially if you have a job, maybe you slept in one day, or I don't know, you live with other people, and something happens in the morning, like we don't always have the time to do everything. And that's okay, as long as you're devoting some kind of time to yourself. Like even if you just get out of bed, and you can say, I'm grateful for x, y, and z today, like, okay, there you go. You did something for yourself. You know, you set some kind of intention. You tune in, even if it was just for a moment. And some days, that's okay. But what I do recommend is having at least a couple of minutes for meditation, whether you're sitting in silence, whether you're listening to something guided, whether you're just visualizing, you know, your big goal, or maybe even just how you want your day to go, just thinking about the person that you want to be and how you want to show up in the world And affirmations or a little bit of journaling to reflect that I think is super powerful because I love having them customized to my goals and my manifestations and not just, you know, kind of random ones that aren't really relevant to me. And then also gratitude is so important daily because it just, it starts your day off so much more differently when you can look around and be so grateful and so happy for what you have because you're already going into your day just feeling a place of love right and seeing everything around you is good and and when you have this sense of gratitude you are feeling like anything could be good right like anything that could happen could be good for you in some way and I know that might sound silly if you're new to this work but even like we were talking about before with abundance like you never know if something doesn't go the way that you expected you can still be grateful for the fact that something better is coming or maybe be grateful for the fact that that wasn't meant for you And the universe allowed you to dodge it, you know, you just never know. And when you start every day with gratitude, you start to feel more grateful throughout the day as well, because 
it just becomes natural for you. I've noticed that the days and the weeks that I do continue my, you know, gratitude list, because there are days when I slip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but whenever I, I do those, I do feel a lot better. Um, I do have to say that sometimes I enjoy doing it at night too, because yeah. you know, at the end of the day, you've gone through your whole day and then you're like, all right, like these are the things that I've done. And then like, these are the things that I've, I've observed in my world today and that I have experienced. And I don't know, it makes you feel so much better, like going to sleep happy because then you yeah. wake up happy. Yeah, it's like you're like cleansing away anything that happened during the day and, you know, centering yourself again before going to sleep. I love it. Exactly. <laughs> well, one last thing I want to talk about before we end this interview is mm-hmm. I know you recently have been certified for breath work, right? Yes, I have. So, do you want to just let us know a little bit about like how breathing, like breathing techniques and how that helps you, your body and your mind? To anyone who isn't familiar with it, I know it probably sounds crazy. You're like, okay, well, breathing is natural. We do it all the time. Like, what could that really do? But the thing is, is that your breath is so powerful. Like, even if you just sat down right now, closed your eyes and took three deep breaths, I guarantee you'd probably feel different after than you did right now, right? And what breathwork is, at least the kind of breathwork that I facilitate, is where you take a deep belly breath in and then a deep chest breath in and then an exhale. And what this does is it puts your body in like a controlled state of fight, flight, or freeze, which I know probably might sound scary to some of you. But really what the purpose is, is to set an intention of something you want to call into your life or something that you want to release. And then when your body is in the state and the breath work, you're able to actually have that release through the body. So I think this is such a great supplement to coaching because, you know, when we're talking about the limiting beliefs, we're not only just talking about them and taking action, but when we add the breath work to that, we're actually releasing them through the body as well. And you can set a certain intention of, okay, I really want to release, you know, this guilt of whatever situation, or I want to uh, release the negative self-talk or something like that. And sometimes you'll start to notice different physical sensations while you're doing the breath work. And sometimes they can even align with some of the chakras. So like, if you start to notice something starts to feel weird in your leg, it's like, okay, maybe, maybe it's just something to do with the root chakra, a different you know, release that I'm having that maybe I didn't expect because that can happen too in the breath work is something comes up for you that might be different than the intention, but you just allow whatever comes up to comes up because that's what is serving you in that moment, even if you didn't expect it. And it can be a really vulnerable thing, especially with what I do because it's um, private, it's one-to-one. So it's not like a group breath work session. And it's something that I don't take lightly because it's such, you know, an intimate, meaningful experience, but that's what also makes it so special because when you do breath work, you know, it, you, you get really vulnerable, right? Because the person who is doing the breath work is lying there and they have their eyes closed and sometimes maybe like their leg twitches or they, you know, start to get a sensation in their jaw or even sometimes you might even have tears because you're releasing something and, you know, having someone share that space with you and allow you to be there while they're doing this healing is just an experience that I can't even describe. It's like somebody letting you in on their heart and it's, it's, it's really special. (laughs) 
That's great. Well, I'm so proud of you for getting certified for that. And I want to thank you for spending your time with us today. I had so much fun recording this and talking to you. And I'm so I'm like, I'm glad that you agreed to be a guest because you have so much insight for us. And um, for anybody who wants to work with Courtney one on one, she does coaching, I will leave all that information down in the um, description, so that you can check her out on her social media and also get into contact with her if you are interested in private coaching. Well, thank you so, so much for having me. You're welcome. Oh, and one last thing. I, I know you also have a new program coming out. Do you want to just give yeah. a little bit like information on that as well? Yeah. So I am really excited because right now I'm in the early bird period for my new one-to-one program and it's called Spiritual Side Hustle Startup. And it's all about you know launching a business because when you are in a nine-to-five and you have some kind of business idea, it can be really challenging sometimes to figure out where to start with that, right? You're like, okay, well, I'm not really sure which idea that I like. And I don't even know if I'm ready for this. Like, can I even do this? And also, do I even have enough time? And I don't even know how to do this. Who who knows how to start a business? So I have developed this new program to help anyone who wants to start a business, literally give you the exact roadmap you need to get completely set up all of the tools that you need to you know, figure out what your niche is, who your ideal client is, and set up all of the tech, like your website, socials, freebie, mailing list, everything, and then give you the one-on-one support and time and energy management skills that you need to be able to manage your business and your nine-to-five. So if anyone wants to hear more about this program, be sure to reach out and I'm so excited about it. (laughs) Me too. Definitely a lot of good stuff. So definitely check her out and check her social. Get connected with Courtney. Um, And yeah, that is it for today. Thank you so much, Courtney, for coming on. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there, and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.